Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all of my baggage droppers around the world, welcome to another episode of the Drop Your Baggage Podcast, where we talk to people that are dope, that can bring you hope, and show you a technique that can help you cope. I am your host, the self-talk engineer, Charles Woolfork. If you are listening to this podcast right now, please consider hitting the like and subscribe button if you're on YouTube, Facebook, or a podcast platform, a podcast platform especially, give a brother five stars and some feedback as well. Now today, I have a legend in the making in my eyes for the show right here is quentin towns now quentin is from chicago but moved from chicago to atlanta when he was in fifth grade and then he moved to la in 2014 and started releasing music now he has his record label hometown entertainment and he has spit bars with toby wingway and jada kiss himself he is pivoting now and including the wisdom of god in his music he is a big supporter of people and their passion a reader and constantly seeking knowledge and has a passion a passion for discipleship ladies and gentlemen i bring to you quentin towns what's up quentin and that was a hell of an intro, man. I like that. I, I love that intro. Thank you. Thank Bro, you. you need some, uh, you, you need an MC. You know what I mean? Like, a, not like an MC, not like you, but like uh, somebody to host. I got you. Hey, hey, I'm, I know who to hit up whenever I need no intro. <laughs> Hey, bro, your your journey is so dope, man. And I'm excited for the people out there to hear about, you know, your journey and your passion and how you got involved with, with music and everything, man. So just go for it. Let, let us hear. Man, my journey, my journey has been a nice journey. Like just looking back on it and just reflecting back on everything has been a nice journey. But like you said, I did start from humble beginnings. I came from Chicago, Illinois. You know, everybody knows about Chicago and, you know, how it tends to, you know, lead the murder rate every year and, in, in, you know, homicides and things like that. And so, you know, it's not always the best place to, you know, to live. But at the same time, there is a lot of good that comes out of Chicago as well, like a lot of culture and, you know, a lot of positivity that does come out of Chicago as well. So I feel like the good does balance out the bad. So at the same time, we can always take any type of negative situation and we can use that to our benefit so that we can learn from it and move forward. So, you know, when I was in Chicago, I was I was young and I just had to go through what I had to go through. You know, I had I had my dad around and, you know, I had I, I went through different things with my mom where my mom, would, she would end up in trouble sometimes. So, you know, she wasn't always in my life. So I did deal with some some type of abandonment issues in the past just based on, you know, not always having my mom around, but I did always have people around me that would, that would always support me and, you know, just make sure that I was well taken care of. So luckily I had that father figure that was always there. Mm -hmm. So I never had to worry about, you know, just being alone or, you know, not, not having that family type unit around me. So I am blessed to have always had that, that family type unit around me. So mm -hmm. definitely. And Chicago, Chicago is just a beautiful place. That's home to me. Like, no matter where I go in this world, Chicago will always be home to me. So no matter what, when I left, you know, because I left at a young, at a pretty young age, but I still always consider Chicago home. So I was there for, uh, for my younger days, all the way up until about fifth grade. And then I moved to Atlanta. And then Atlanta, that was a, that was a different shift because, I was coming from, you know, basically being like the hood kid 
And then I was basically dropped into the suburbs because we moved we moved uh, with my aunt and my aunt stayed in Sandy Springs. Mm-hmm. And Sandy Springs is kind of like like a suburban area. It's, it's like it's near downtown, but it's kind of like really a suburban area. Mm-hmm. So it was really the first time I had ever gone to school with white people. <laughs> so it, was, it was really it was the first time I had ever gone to school with white people and like other different cultures, too. So it wasn't just white people. It was like like uh brazilian people you know like people from the middle east so it was a mix of different cultures and so it was it was definitely a transition coming from being that kid straight up out the hood like hey you know i'm I'm ready for anything anything that happened i'm, I'm ready for it and then you make that transition to where like okay now it's a more a more calmer place how do you transition into that so even when i went to chicago even when i went to atlanta i was still getting into a lot of trouble <laughs> because i always I always had that short fuse. So, you know, even though I, I wanted to be like a happy kid and I always been like a supportive person, like, you know, welcoming to everybody. But it was like <laughs> people for some reason, people would would target me and then mm-hmm. just like try me for some reason. And just based on how I came up, it was like, you know, nah, don't don't ever let nobody try you. So if, if anything happened, then you got to make sure you, you stand up for yourself like mm-hmm. that was. That was really what it was about, like making sure at least you stood up for yourself. If anybody comes at you in that type of way, then you got to stand up for yourself. So I would I would take that like very, very to the heart. So mm-hmm. as soon as somebody struck a certain type of nerve, then it was like, okay, now, <laughs> now I got to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm cutting this thing off right now. <laughs> so, you know, I, I traveled. I traveled through life with that, you know, with that mindset for a, a really long time, feeling like I really needed to respond to my environment in, you know, that type of way. So, I mean, but a lot of a lot of good, a lot of happiness did come out of it. So I, I'm not going to act like just because I came from Chicago and then went to Atlanta and I, I went through struggles and things like that. I'm not going to act like I never had any happiness or I never had good things happening in life and things like that. Even when you grow up and you you're around a lot of um, a lot of crime and a lot of drugs and things like that, because that was what I was around when I was really young. A lot of crime and a lot of drugs, you know, even even when you come from that, then there's there's still good things to take out of it, like you no matter what situation that we are in, I feel like there's always good things that we can take out of it. You know, there's always some way for the bad to be balanced out with some type of positivity, with some mm-hmm. type of good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I I I consider now I consider my past a, a a great blessing because it taught me all of the lessons that I needed to learn to be who I am today. Mm-hmm. And I just I speak that same thing to other people to like when they're going through certain situations that it's best to view it in that way. Like, okay, this is not a situation that's happening to me. It's actually a situation that's happening for me. So I can be molded and I can, I can persevere from this, you know, so I can succeed out of this. So I can learn the lesson that I need to learn so that I can make the changes that I need to make and be a better person, a more prosperous person. Amen. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And just like Atlanta is a dope place. I I will say Atlanta is a dope place. A lot of, a lot of culture comes out of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. when I was in Atlanta, the the thing that 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 kind of rubbed me a little bit the wrong way was the fact that the, the time that I was there, the music was not really going in the direction to where I wanted to go in. Mm. It was basically all 
it was basically all trap music. Like everything, everything was trap music, trap music. And they would have the occasional dance song where it's like, hey, you know, dance to this, dance to this. But for the most part, it was just like trap music, trap music, trap music. And then I like auto-tune, auto-tune, auto-tune. I'm just like, okay, man, I just get tired of hearing the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. Mm-hmm. And as I'm like, as I did music in Atlanta, mm-hmm. it was like, I had no real, re- I had no, there was nothing in me that said, okay, now I got to make sure that I release this music. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, I didn't feel like it would be, it would be accepted and welcome because as I, as I shot my music out to people, I would never get any type of responses whatsoever. And I'm just like, I would, I would feel like I went so hard on the track. Yeah. And then I let people hear it. It didn't be like, yeah. And they, and they, they'd, they'd always be like, yeah, you should do it like this. You should do it like this. You should do it like this. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, but it's, I'm doing it like this. Why do you, why do you, why does everybody want me to do it like this? Right. Or why does everybody like, yeah, you, sh- you heard this, you, you should do it like that. And it's like, no, nah, I don't think <laughs> I don't know if this is the, the right environment for me musically. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that mixed with a lot of other adversities that I was going through at the time. You know, I was I was facing homelessness at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I was just really looking for a way out of the situation that I was in. And you know, my mom, she, she me and her were like really on, we were getting on real on good terms at the time. And she was living in L.A. and she said, hey, come out to L.A. There's a there's a lot of opportunities out here. So, you know, I think that with what you do with your music and everything that you can come out here and that you can you can make a way for yourself. And so I I weighed my options. I I sat on the the idea for the longest. And even though I knew it was a good it was a good idea, I'm like, it's it's L.A. Like, come on. It's of course, it's it's a good move or whatever but it was just something inside of me that was just holding me back and I I didn't even know what it was it was just Mm -hmm. like what is really holding me back and now when I look back on it it was really just fear Mm -hmm. so and we we because we we talked about you know fear of the unknown and it's like okay what's gonna happen when I like we're we're, like we when we get in those situations Mm -hmm. and start thinking about okay what's gonna happen next what's gonna happen next what's gonna happen next and you know sometimes we kind of psych ourselves out of things that we really want to do just because we're we're trying to plan out the whole thing beforehand mm-hmm. when a lot of times all all we really need to do is just make a decision and move you know make right. a decision, stick with it and then just move so that was what i did even though i did have people that were kind of that were trying to get me to stay in atlanta and i was just i was like eh, nah because i i did almost stay just mm-hmm. because I had a I had an ex that I was really into that invited me to to come and stay with her. She was like, yeah, just come and stay with me, get back on your feet, and then you know you'll be straight. And I was like, those were my two options at the time. And then I was just like, what option is really gonna be better for me? Which one am I gonna feel the best, the best about? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to LA. <laughs> so so came out came out to LA mm-hmm. completely completely struggled the only thing that I had to my name when I came to LA was my car and everything that I could fit in my car and it was like a two-door Honda a two-door <laughs> Honda Accord. oh man so it was all that I had to my name was my car and everything I could fit in my car so I came out and then I was just staying in hotels staying in my car and stuff like that and I was just trying to make a way for myself just like basically from the bottom the bottom the bottom up 
Like I was just trying to make a way for myself, find any type of way to, you know, gain income mm -hmm. so that I could, you know, get a, a, a stable place to live and, you know, start from there. So I ended up working at the airport, which was, which was really uh, turned out to be really good for me because I didn't realize that I would be able to meet so many different type of people at working at the airport. Hmm. Like, uh, like, <laughs> like, like Debo from, uh, from Friday. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I met Debo at the airport because he <laughs> he needed he was trying to get on his flight and he he didn't want to wait in line or nothing like that. And I was one of the people that let let people up into like the the flagship area or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I guess he I guess he hadn't paid for it or nothing like that. But he's still you know he's wanting that five star service because uh, you know, yeah. he, he walked straight up to me and he was just like, hey. Yeah, this is what I need. I need to get on this flight. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to deal with all of this. I'm not trying to wait. And then I was just like, well, I'm gonna help him. And, you know, he he gave me like like a twenty dollar tip or something like that. But that was all afterward. I was just really just like, all right, well, I'm gonna help him. He 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 seemed like he know what type of treatment he should get when he get get to the airport. So I'm gonna just accommodate him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a that is awesome. I got a question for that after. Keep going, bro. <laughs> So yeah, so I met I met Debo, um, but that actually wasn't the first time I met him because I actually stayed in the neighborhood with him in Sandy Springs, but we never met face to face. But that was when I first knew that I was in the same vicinity as him. Did you know it was Debo though? I knew it was Debo. Okay. The, the funny thing about it was I knew it was Debo because he always he always walked this little chihuahua, and I always felt like it was weird seeing this big huge dude. With this little itty bitty 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 dog, it's it's the it's the mo it's the weirdest sight when you especially when you're looking at it from a balcony and you just see him walking this dog. It's like, why does this picture look so weird to me? <laughs> hey, by the way, shout out to Tommy Tiny Lister. Yeah, Tommy, uh, I, 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 rest in peace, Tommy Tiny yeah, Lister. By the way. Tiny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's a man, though. He's a man, and he's a cool dude. Like his his personality is completely different from what we know him for on TV, like Debo and stuff like that. He mm -hmm. his, his personality is more attuned to the the name Tiny. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> he's completely the opposite of the image that they that they he portrays on TV. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he did it well though. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And uh, other people, other people that I ended up meeting that at the airport i met halle berry so but that was that was more like like a pass by but it was like whoa that's halle berry like you know. <laughs> and halle when she gets to the airport she's yeah. loaded up to like you know nobody even know who she is she mm -hmm. like and then she she goes on her plane her, her plane basically without speaking to nobody mm -hmm. so halle's one of those real private people so you know that was still cool just to be in the same vicinity and be like dang that's halle berry like yeah. I, I just opened the door for her. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, going to LA where you see the stars. That's awesome. Exactly. You, you see the stars. Definitely the stars come out in, in LA. And uh, another another person, you know, RIP that I was able to to really meet and that really did cause a huge impact on my life is the late great Mac Miller. So, you know, RIP to the late great Mac Miller. Mm -hmm. His music has really had a big impact on my life and just, you know, spiritually, I've always resonated with his music and just how deep his music is and just the subject matter behind the things that he talked about yeah. so i've always resonated with his music so when he did pass away that really did affect me and i was just like man i felt like so i felt like one of my friends had passed away like really i really felt it to the core Real because when i met him at the airport he was just such a cool dude 
And the because the situation is so funny because I was just standing there like as one of the people that's that's like just letting people into a certain area. And I I happened to see him walk in with his entourage and they just like, you know, they they got a whole vibe and everything. He they rapping and everything, just like <laughs> walking through the airport, just beatboxing and rapping and stuff. Yeah. And that whole energy to me was just like, oh man, that's dope. I'm like, yeah. Mac Miller, that's yeah. Mac Miller. <laughs> It just so happened that like he checked in for his flight or whatever, and then he walked outside just to, to chill out for a while. And then it just so happened that the person came to relieve me from my break right at that same point. And so I walk outside to go to the same area I always go to for my break. I just walk right out the door and then I see them out there doing the same thing. They just like in the circle doing basically having like a cypher. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, this is this is dope as I don't know what. So I, I move in close so I can hear and everything like that. So I'm just getting into it and then I, I just waited for the right moment and then I was just like hold on let me spit something and then I just start spitting ah! <laughs> and, and everybody everybody just like was rocking with me and then Mac Mac was rocking with me too he like he, he like oh man like really fun with me I was done he was asking me, he was like yo that was dope like like where's your music where can I find your music and at this point, I had no music out. Like I had never dropped a song or uh, nothing like that. Yeah. And that that point was really when I was just like, I have to release music because yes. I like a, a person that I considered basically, you know, a role model for me just asked me like, where is my music at? And I had nothing to no link to send them to. I had nothing. Nothing right. was so I was just like, man, that that had to change. Soon as I soon as I was put in that situation, I was like, no, this has to change. But that was really the first time that I I really felt like people wanted to hear my music. Mm -hmm. Before then, it was like the responses I would get from from like either rapping or playing my music was just so bland that it was like, well, <laughs> it was like who who's my audience gonna be? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that was that really like gave me that confidence to know like yeah there is really people out here that like the people that that i resonate with they resonate with me so yeah. that's that's the type of people that i i need to be making music for hell so yeah at, after that point i started releasing music and you know it's, it's really just been history from there but it really all did me releasing music all really did start from me meeting mac miller and just and him asking me where's where's my music and me not having nowhere to see wow wow okay hey that is phenomenal yeah <laughs> like wow i didn't even know that part of the story that that's pretty cool that like somebody that you looked up to like actually wanted to hear more of what you had to offer and that that kind of regret or you not being in the right position at the right place at the right time kind of like where it all kind of crumbled down and you know uh, it, it got you to take action it, it got you to to get a, another uncomfortable situation and start releasing that music exactly exactly yo so it, it, it was just it was just it was amazing honestly and not not that long after that uh i was able to leave the airport you know through the through the graces of god like i when i left the airport i actually had another job and this was one of the first times that i didn't get fired or quit a job without having another job so you know, all through the grace of God, I was able to transition out of that job into another job and just, you know, kind of, you know, just level up 
until I really got to a point where I was just like, okay, I'm not, I'm not trying to, <laughs> I'm not trying to work for other people no more. But it's all a process. And like as I look back on the journey and I like put things together, I was just like, yo, I was thinking that things were happening to me. I was mm-hmm. thinking like, yo, I'm, my bad, my life is not really that good. Things keep happening to me. I'm not able to support myself. But it like looking back on it now, I'm like, yo, these were really all things that were really working for me. So I can. I can level up. I can change the way that I'm thinking, change the way the things that I'm doing so that I can level up. And it's just it's just crazy just how how destiny and fate just works. A hundred percent. You just you just unknowingly said the same thing that Tony Robbins says all the time. You familiar with Tony Robbins? I'm familiar with Tony Robbins, but I haven't like followed any. I haven't gotten on any of his meetings or anything like that. No worries. So Tony, Tony Robbins, inspirational dude, right? Like has been blessed to millions upon millions of people uh and he's he always says that life doesn't happen to you it happens for you and you just you just picked up that that mentality just off of intuition and, and wisdom good for you bro thank you thank you thank you Hell and yeah. i feel like that's that's something that a lot of people you know should learn earlier on i wish i had learned it earlier on just so i would view life in a different way and just you know view life in a more positive way a way that would actually make me happy because leading up until um, I was actually able to stop, like, stop working for other people. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't happy, you know, and I wasn't happy because I wasn't doing the things that I really wanted to do. I wasn't, I wasn't following the thing, the inklings that I was really feeling deep inside of me is saying, Hey, do this. This is what's going to make you happy. Do this. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't following that because I didn't have the positive the mindset to say, Hey, this could really work out for me. I would, I would get those inklings and then I would immediately think, oh, that's not going to work out for me. That's not going to be a good way for me. Like people not really going to want to hear me, like what they going to really want to hear from me. But that's all things that, that keep us, keep us low and keep us, you know, not going in the direction that we should really go in. Because what I've learned is just the mere, the mere fact that, you know, we had the inkling in the first place, Mm -hmm. it really proves that it is for us. You know, if you, if you have an inkling that you want to do something that's for the good and that's going to benefit yourself, it's going to benefit other people around you as well. Like just the mere fact that you even had that thought, you had that idea, it proves that that is for you. And that's, that's something that you're, you're meant to step into. Wow. Wow. So just you taking that, that calling from the creator and just running with it. Exactly. Wow. All right there's there's all right there's a bunch of questions that i wanted to ask you but like there's like we have such a finite time we might have to like divide this up into two sections as well no no worries okay so when you were in atlanta what was the thing that made you stay on track with having your own original style the thing that made me stay on track with having my own original style was the fact that what i had heard wasn't matching up to what I was hearing. So basically I was, I was, I had an idea of what I wanted to be because I, I grew up and I always heavily, heavily resonated with Nas. Mm-hmm. And so like, if I feel like there was a beginning of, of hip hop for me, then it would have to be when Nas stepped onto the scene and Nas kind of started bringing that different energy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize that like what different energy that he was bringing. But now looking back on it, I'm realizing that he, like he talks about God more. 
Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize it. I was just, you know, always attracted to his music. And I was just like, man, he's just so real. Like everything, like he speaks so real. And he was never ashamed to, you know, have that positivity and also, you know, still speak about his life. Because a lot of times when you're when you're a hip hop artist, you feel like you need to basically do what other people do. Oh, this person was successful talking about that. Well, yeah. let me talk about the same thing. If everybody is talking about drugs and violence, then why don't I just talk about drugs and violence it's mm-hmm. super super duper easy to go down that route and be like okay well i'm making music for other people i'm making music for the public then why shouldn't i change myself to make the music that they want to hear mm-hmm. but at the same time is like how do you do that and still be you you know if you're if you're simply just making whatever people want to hear then where is like how do you incorporate yourself into that yeah and, you know, i feel like Nas had that perfect balance of you know, just the positive and, and the negative. Like he he would talk about his life, talk about being in the hood, which is what I knew about, like just being in the hood, doing through stuff in the hood. But he will always like spin it in a way to where it was some type of positivity that came out of it. And that was the thing that I that I felt like was different about his music than every other every other type of music. And I feel like that was the thing with uh, other artists in that time. But it was just Nas that really stuck out to me because there were other artists. Most of them are from New York, mm-hmm. but there were other artists around that same time that were that were really speaking positively through the music and things like that. But, you know, around the time that I was in Atlanta, music was very, very negative, like mm-hmm. very negative. It's like just trap music, trap music, trap music, dealing drugs, robberies, killings and stuff like that. And I just didn't it, I didn't feel like it was me. Mm-hmm. So. I never felt good doing the same thing that other people did because I will always get to the point where I feel like uh, this is not really me. And then once I feel like that, then I start to dislike what I'm doing. And Mm. (laughs) so that was a constant thing that that I dealt with as well, because we'll get caught up into into things and then we won't even realize that we're going in a different direction because we're being influenced by other people. And then you you get so far down this road and then you realize like, I don't actually like what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and now what, so now what do you do? Right. <laughs> you and you feel lost. You're like, man, like J. Cole says, says it like um, he says, congratulations, man. You you came a long way. But the bad thing is that you went the wrong way. Shout out to J. Cole. Um, as I happens. OK, so how did you change your self-talk or your internal conversation? I mean, you said that, you know, you had these fears and they would tell you not to do certain things within your music in L.A., but you said, you know, you didn't listen to those fears and you kind of changed that internal conversation and that self-talk and you skimmed over it. But like some somebody out there maybe maybe needs to change that conversation within their mind. What did you do specifically? Specifically to, to change the self-talk in my mind, I really just had to completely change my perception of the way that I was looking at the world. Mm-hmm. Because like, like, like I said, I was looking at the world as like something that was happening to me that I needed to re- that I needed to respond to. But it was really me switching my perception to being like, okay, these are not things that are happening to me that I need to respond to. There are things that are uh, happening for me that I can, I need to adjust to so that I can, you know, put myself in the situation to get to the next level. Mm. So it, it, it is, it is definitely a process, but it's, it's, it's really a mindset thing. And it, when it comes to positive talk, it at first is going to feel so weird to like really talk yourself up because it feels like you're being conceited and it feels like you really just 
amping yourself up. Mm-hmm. But no, that's really what we need. We need to really tell ourselves how how great we are because we are made in the image of the creator. And I feel like if we think about the fact that we are made in the image of the creator and we are all made to be great, then we can shift our perception to being like, okay, that's like the way that I was viewing life is completely wrong. Like mm-hmm. now I know that all, everything is just a test for me to get to the next level. It's just it's just me being being taught this lesson. And if I don't learn the lesson, the, then it's going to keep being taught to me over and over and over. It's like it's like school. Basically, we're going through life in the same way that we would go through school. It's like if you don't learn what you're supposed to learn in a certain grade, mm-hmm. then you're not going to pass that grade. You're going to be stuck in that grade. You're going to have to repeat that grade. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we're going through in life with, with the creator. We're being faced with the same obstacles over and over and over and over and over until we overcome them so when it comes to like negative self-talk is like you're gonna keep having that same negative self-talk until you make the decision and yeah. it really is a decision to say no i'm not gonna think like this anymore i'm not gonna talk myself down and we have to really be careful about how we talk about ourselves and how we think about ourselves because it's very easy to you know say something negative about yourself and then once that gets into your subconscious mind then it's like that that becomes your life that becomes your reality so you know our whole thing it, i feel like if we think about it in a way that we have to train our subconscious mind to be exactly the to work the, exactly the way that we want it to work and you know and fill our subconscious mind with the vision that we see ourselves as in the future like our ultimate self like where you think about where what is you at your greatest point and then it's like you just amp yourself up like no i'm i don't have to wait to be that person like i'm that person right now Mm. so why why don't i just be that person and walk in that and you know that that completely changes everything (laughs) it completely changes (laughs) you just broke down the law of attraction and manifestation and like uh, getting rid of negative self-talk and just everything like and, and, and like you don't have to rap to drop bars. Look at you, right? You are, that is amazing right there. You you sure you don't want to host a Drop Your Baggage uh, podcast? I could give yeah. you like everything. <laughs> I have to do a little co-hosting type thing, man. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> hey, so little be known that, I mean, for some of those out there, they don't know that you shared the video with Jada Kiss and Toby. So with uh like how did you how did you manifest these things? Man, that was actually so crazy because I I didn't even know that I was manifesting it, but that was complete manifestation at work because a friend of mine like that I met in LA, he's a mm-hmm. he's a director, he's a video director. So I did a video with him. His name is Christian Wadey. So he's he's actually a really big director now in 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 the la area like he he has a real big name behind him and he does a lot of work with kanye west now so i still have contact with him and he just happened to send me something that had that had to do with jadakiss and i was like he sent it to me in my inbox on um on like facebook or instagram or something like that and so as i as i get this i'm just like okay it was about a oh it was about a contest yeah it was about a contest that jadakiss was running Right. And then I and as soon as I got it, I was just like, well, I entered the contest. So I was like, I'm just enter this contest and see what's see what's up. Like basically is where you submit your music to Jadakiss. And then Jadakiss, he gives you like his his response. He'll 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 rate your music, give you his response. And so I'm just like, I had just dropped a song. I think that was when I had first dropped No Games. 
So that was the first real song that I like really, really dropped on all major platforms. So that was when I first dropped No Games. And then I submitted it to him. And, you know, by my surprise, he he responded back and was like, yo, that was dope. Like, yo, <laughs> you, got, you really got something. And, you know, if you keep working on your craft, then you're going to be able to get some shows. He was like, once this COVID thing clears up, like you're gonna be able to get some shows and you're gonna you're gonna go far. And I was just like, what? Like <laughs> <laughs> kids just really just really told me this. He just co-signed you right there. Yo, right here on the Drop Your Package podcast. Y'all heard it first. Jada Kiss just co-signed my man Quentin right here. He's he's gonna make it. I told you. Legend in the making, yo. <laughs> that like like stuff like that it really it really does something for your confidence because it's like what like it lets you know what's really possible when other people come to you and tell you like hey this was really possible for you like <laughs> this is the direction you you going in i'm like like okay like, <laughs> so, so from that from that like it was just it really what i took from that was just it was just confidence you know it was just just straight up confidence and I would, so from that, I started entering into different other things and just doing different other things. And I, um, I ended up uh, downloading the bars app because I seen that there was this, there was this new app out that basically let you, you uh, collaborate with other people like on video so that you can rap with other people. And when I first heard about it, I was still in my, my negative self-talk. So I just kind of skipped over it or whatever. I was just like, oh, I mean, that, that seemed kind of cool. But then the same ad kept getting, getting, getting sent to me again. <laughs> like, and at, over time, I started realizing like, yo, this is really dope. Like, <laughs> this, this, is, this is something that's, that's pretty dope. You can just download this app and get free beats and then you can just rap with other people over these free beats like wow. like how, how could you lose off that like exactly as an artist i've what i've learned what the, one of the biggest and hardest things as an artist is really finding beats and finding people to finding producers to collaborate with mm -hmm. and then forming those relationships and then forming those agreements to where you can really like consistently release music and have like you have all the beats you need to release music other than just going on, you know, YouTube or whatever and getting free beats that way, because it's, it's, it's limited what you can do with the beats that way. Mm. So to me, that's like, I, at, over time, I started viewing that as like a huge opportunity. I'm like, yo, this is like really a huge opportunity right here. Cause I'm, I'm looking for beats. Mm. Like I'm looking for people to give me beats and stuff like that. And, you know, at the time I didn't have uh, the money to where I, I felt like I could just be buying beats like that. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, yo, this is really a huge opportunity. So I download the app and then I get on the app and then one of the, one of the first things I see is, is, is Jadakiss. And I was like, oh shoot, I can rap with Jadakiss. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I was blown away. I was like, I, that was the first thing that I seen. As soon as I got on the app, I was like, I can rap with Jadakiss. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's been my dream because I've always, I've always liked Jada Kiss too. Cause like same time, like I've, I've, I've always been in the Nas, I've always been in the Jada Kiss. So I was just like, yo, I was like, I jumped on it right then. As soon as I seen the opportunity, I jumped on it right then. And then me and him, we did the, we did the video. And yeah. Then, like everybody just started going crazy like it just I, like I, I felt like i could feel the energy of other people when they watched the video and they just yeah. like because <laughs> you rapping with jada again did you do two videos yeah i did i did two videos with yeah, bro. Yeah. you killed it too 
and, and they both like even even now I still go back and I listen to it. I'm just like, oh man, it was, <laughs> it was so hard. Yeah. And I feel like honestly, it's just God, it's just the creator just working through me because even when I even when I listen to those and I'm just like, man, if if it wasn't for the fact that I I have surrendered to the creator and said, hey, take control of my life. Yeah, with my life, what I what you see fit then I wouldn't be able to do that. I wouldn't be able to, you know, spit those type of bars because b- back in the day I was spitting bars, I was spitting bars, but nobody really felt like I was talking about nothing. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm, I'm still, I'm feeling like I'm going so hard and going so deep into stuff. Yeah. You know, like people not really responding. Like they feel like I'm talking about nothing. And I'm just like, and once I started really incorporating God and incorporating the creator and like just surrendered completely to the creator and said, Hey, do with me what you wish and anything and everything just do with me what you wish mm-hmm. and that's when i really started to get the responses that i had always been waiting for which is like people like hey you went you went hard on that like yo <laughs> that was crazy that was crazy because now i actually have something to talk about like yeah. you know and, and god gives me that god gives me like unlimited topics to talk about and and of course i give the glory back to him so it's like it it, it works <laughs> it works perfectly would you say that your content would be similar not style but content would be similar to lecrae what was lecrae lecrae is also a, a christian rapper check him out not a christian rapper but a rapper that gives glory to god check him out he's a good one. Uh, okay, I, okay. i'll see you i'll see his mixtape mix on that piff um oh my gosh um I, i'll see you i'll see you his mixtape because that man right there is fire let me see if i can look it up real quick because one of the ones that kind of kind of like really got me into got me into listening to that type of content where like faith-based rap exactly church clothes church clothes volume one and volume two. Oh, amazing hey i'm gonna have, um, to, I'm gonna have to listen to lecrae lecrae while you while you wanted to all right oh my gosh how do we get off of this maybe uh, uh, man it's it's amazing um bruh so where did this faith come from in the creator where did it come from man i feel like the i feel like the creator has been speaking to me ever since a very young age and yeah. i just wasn't i wasn't open to it because I grew up to where my family uh, kept us in the church. Like my grandma, I, w- I would spend a lot of time at my grandma's house and my grandma's like most sanctified person ever. Like in our whole family, like either my dad's side or my mom's side, everybody knows my, my, my dad's mom to be the most sanctified woman ever. Like people will not even go around her and drink a sip of alcohol because they like, no, she's so sanctified that we we can't even do that. <laughs> Wait, what does sanctified mean? By the way? Like, like basically she just saved, like she's in the church every day. She's at church every, like all throughout the week. She don't just go to church on Sunday. She'll go to church on Sunday, on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like she will, she will be in the church almost every day of the week. Wow. Like, and, like this is a saved woman sanctified so, on, on, on the merriam webster uh dictionary it says to set apart to a sacred purpose or to religious use to fr- to free from sin wow yeah wow. so basically we said we saw her as the person that just like didn't sin at all like yeah <laughs> but she's that one person but she, she'll whoop you though she'll whoop you <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome 
Yeah, so you were in the church as a kid, you weren't able to hear the message. Keep going. So yeah, I wasn't I wasn't really hearing the message because it, it didn't match up to what I felt like life was. Like I would I would go to church, I would hear the things at church, and then you know, of course, I leave out of church and it's is is like chaos. We still in the hood and stuff like that. So but the thing about it that I always remember is when I went to church, it's like the Holy Spirit always found some type of way to really to really touch me while I was there. And I didn't know what was going on. I just knew that like sometimes when I would hear the word and uh, I would just like start tearing up like mm -hmm. and, you know, I would just feel something inside me and I would just like, you know, I would be of course, I'm trying to be tough about it and stuff like that. So I'm just like, like, <laughs> no, I ain't crying. What you, what you like, I, ain't, I ain't crying right now. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> what's going on so I would I would like brush it off and it was really once I started to embrace that feeling that I started being a whole lot more happy and I didn't even realize that I was embracing it but the message started to get more clear to me as I got more into spirituality so until I really got into spirituality the word of God and everything like that it, it did not resonate with me at all I would read stories in the Bible and I would not be able to relate them to my life whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And then when I got more into spirituality, then I was able to catch that message. And I feel like uh, God, the creator, took me into a route that was like not so not so preferable in his eyes so that he could get me to see, you know, the right and wrong. Because mm -hmm. when I really started getting more into spirituality, I started to do this through um, basically through tarot. So in I was for some reason like me, <laughs> me learning about um, like different types of people and things like that. It kind of like happened around the same time that I started hearing about tarot. Mm -hmm. So as we as we spoke about, um, I was I started to really recognize what was going on in my life, like basically about the same situations being thrown at me when I was started to realize that I was dealing with narcissists. So I didn't I didn't know anything about narcissism or anything like that. And then I was able to learn about uh, narcissism because I kept hearing the word come up on on tarot videos, even though I was I stopped I didn't watch tarot videos for a long time because they kept coming up on my feed on YouTube. But there was something in me that was like, well, didn't doesn't the Bible say that like it's not really good to you know being in tarot and stuff like that? So I would ignore them, but they would just kept coming up and kept coming up and. Like, for some reason, I felt like the captions were like speaking to me like directly and mm -hmm. whatever I was going through in my life. And so I ended up just watching them. I started clicking them and watching them. And I started hearing about narcissists and stuff like that. And I was like, let me look this up a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And then that's what I started realizing that you, I was I was being, you know, oppressed <laughs> that I was I was dealing with people I was keeping people around me that were oppressing me and I was I was basically I had a lot of narcissists around me <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so that was that was really when I started to get more in my spirituality and realized that I was actually a very spiritual person and that I had the ability to uh, like communicate with people telepathically but that's that's a whole different type of thing but I, I just started to realize that I am a very spiritual person but I had never ever ever realized it and just a very empathetic person which is why I'm able to feel other people's emotions like you know as soon as as soon as somebody like does something like I'm able to feel their emotions mm -hmm. like and 
I never realized that until I started getting more into my spirituality. So I feel like God, the creator, he took me in a specific route yeah. to learn about spirituality so that he could bring me back and say, hey, but even though all of this stuff is available to you, you don't need none of this stuff because you you have me. I am I am the creator. I created all of this. Mm-hmm. So all you have to do is communicate with me. You don't have to worry about none of this other stuff. You don't have to worry about narcissists. You don't have to worry about, you know, tarot because I, I was doing, I was dabbling in tarot. Basically, I didn't realize that I was doing it out of fear because mm-hmm. I was trying to control the type of relationships that were coming toward me. And mm-hmm. I was, I was, because I was in fear that people were, you know, out to get me like, oh yeah, this person, they, they, they in your face and they, they being nice to you and everything like that, but really they're out to get you. And I'm like, okay, let me make sure I, I stay in the tarot so that I can know, you know, what type of energy is coming toward me with mm-hmm. like what type of energy people are bringing. I mean, honestly, all it really did was just bring me more fear. Right, right. <laughs> it, just, it just made me fear more like, okay, how do I need to control this? How do I need to control that? It's like, nah, like it started to get overwhelming after a while. Yo, it's crazy how the universe unfolds and gives you these like different messages from the creator like this. Cause like, you know, no matter where a message comes from, it's all, it all needs to be appreciated. So, you know, I've had tarot readings before and, you know, somebody has also did an astronomy reading on me and yet it, I, I've gotten some different signs to just have more faith in myself and have more faith in, in, in the creator in, in the universe that everything's going to unfold uh, perfectly. And also everything's going to unfold in my favor. So for you to have these tarot cards that, that kind of show you that things aren't happening to you, but they're happening for you. And for also it to show you that you don't need anything else, but God, which is also within you as well. Like Jesus, you know, I, I was, a, I used to be a Christian, so I know that Jesus said to pray from God and not to God. Mm-hmm. So, you know, God has to come through you. You know what I mean? He's going to like, he can come to you with you meditating and listening, but also he has to come through you with that power of love, which is the, the highest frequency you can admit. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting that, you know, time after time, you've had this internal dialogue and the, the tarots, the tarot cards, cards help that, but it's only kind of like the new, you know, mm-hmm. to where it's like, you know, guiding you to kind of like whatever perception that you want. In, in other, in other words, you know what I mean? Because people watch CNN because they want a perception. People watch Fox News because they want a perception. But after a while, you see that in, 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 in the long run, it's just bringing you fear. Mm-hmm. So you get away from that fear and you trust in some, something the most high, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's absolutely, I mean, is, is that a great, inter- is that a good interpretation? Oh, that's, of- that's, that's the perfect interpretation of it. Like, perfect. Like, to the T, that's, the, <laughs> that's what it is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, dude. And that's so cool because with, it, it, it's funny that, you know, the Bible um, verse, and I might slaughter this, but it says that you can do all things through Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's the thing is, you have this trust and this faith in the creator However, it in the long run, it gives you trust in yourself because it's a common, it, it's the, it's a, it's a principle, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a law, not even a principle. It's a law yeah. that, that if you ask, you shall receive. Mm-hmm. See, so with you asking something and knowing that you can do whatever that you need to do through Christ to get that thing, that's a confidence that, that you really can't, you can't match that type of confidence with anything else. You know, it's like, wow. a, 
<laughs> a higher power has your back and with that higher power having your back and you asking for something and knowing that your words do not come back void that your mm -hmm. prayers are always answered and mm -hmm. that the answer from the universe is always yes mm -hmm. yo like that that's a confidence that you that is it's ineffable you can't even explain that type of thing so for you to be stepping into your power and the of like find your voice to find your voice to to have your music be a part of your discipleship is very powerful man it's super powerful bro congratulations thank you and it's very rewarding as well just to you know really feel like i'm doing what i need to do to just make make the most high proud of me and just like bringing people onto him and just making sure i'm spreading the light because it's, it's a lot of darkness in the world but at the end of the day light over, always overcomes the darkness so however no matter what i think that as long as you continue to do your best and emit that frequency of love because i think in the book of john it says that god is love oh right? definitely god is love so as god long as you like as long as you commit to emit that high frequency of love then what other and you sh then you're showing him you're showing the creator through you you see like there's no other option then for God to just always say, well done. <laughs> and that's, that's what I, that's what I look for is just those signs from, from God. Just, just let me know, like, Hey, you on the right track. You doing, you doing right. Like hey. giving me that nod, like, yep. mm -hmm. <laughs> I, get that I get that when I watch, when I look back on my on the videos, like with Jada kiss and Toby, like I look back on that stuff and I'm just like, honestly, I was, I was looking at it and I was just like, I was wild myself. I wowed myself. And I was like, I, I was talking to myself. I, I was talking to God. I was like, Lord, you did like, you did that. You really did that. Mm -hmm. Like uh, this, this is not even in the next day after I did the videos. I was just like, you really did that Lord. Like you really, that was really me. That's really me. Yeah. You me like, like that. And I, I was just so wild. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that last part you said that he worked through you because you still did it. It was, mm -hmm. it was just that, that he worked through you. Exactly. You see, like, I, I believe, you know what I mean? And, and it's, it's quite controversial to some Christians. So excuse me, but like, mm -hmm. I believe that we are God just as much as this fingernail is a part of me. I am a part of the creator. You know what I mean? And he gives us these powers of manifestation through him. You know what I mean? Like you, you just talked about manifesting that with, with Jadakus. So like you are, you are that you are everything that, that he is, you know what I mean? Like you come from him. Like if like with the Bible, it says that, you know, he created everything else and he created man. And then he took, and then he took a break. You know, what I mean? <laughs> But like, yeah, I'm gonna try handle this. <laughs> Like, make sure everything work out <laughs> <laughs> but it's like what else could god make it out of except like himself that love that mm -hmm. that that amazing frequency you know what i mean the, the 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 highest of all high so like man just like knowing that you know knowing that that you are you know the creator and manifestation the divine the, the, the divine expression of the creator if you will though exactly. yo, yo. Creator of our own reality yes yes exactly exactly through through him through you know it's 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 amazing no, it's, it's dope feeling man it's like yeah. it's, it's it's the ultimate level of happiness so if if anybody is going through life and they they looking for happiness they looking for fulfillment then that's that's i recommend just finding a way to communicate with the creator and say hey work through me do your works through yeah. me that is when it when it happens it's the ultimate level of happiness mm -hmm. and 
the, the, the best way to do that is to give, in my opinion, in my opinion, and what I've seen and why I've been so blessed is that you can distribute that love as much as possible when you give from the bottom of your heart without it, without like, like um expecting anything back when you yeah. just give man and give with all your heart, right? Like, and, 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 and another law, another law is when you give, it comes back, you shall receive. You know what I mean? exactly exactly so so for anybody out there like you like like you said you know communicate with the creator and uh when you're ready start to give give whatever you can give your time give uh your 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 energy your if you got good energy go out go out there and give a smile go out there to a a, a homeless shelter or a, a food bank give give like that you know like there's a lot of people out there that are looking for volunteers, you know, COVID permitting, please go out there and, and do right. And, and, and the, the, like so many blessings will come your way. Real talk. Exactly. Exactly. I, I second that. <laughs> <laughs> so right here on the drop your baggage podcast, we talk to people that are dope that can bring you hope to show you a technique that can help you cope. Today, we're going to be doing a guided meditation called mental and emotional release. Super simple, super easy. And we're going to be releasing the fear of rejection. Now, can you go ahead and elaborate to the uh, audience? what you told me earlier about your experience with the fear of rejection so my whole thing with with fear of rejection i feel like that's been an ongoing thing that is like just travel with me through my entire life and it, it affects the it, it has affected the way that i respond to situations in the way that i you know really stand up in my true power in situations so i feel like at every turn there's always that that thought of like you know, okay, how are how are people gonna receive this? Are they gonna reject me? Like, are are they gonna are they gonna accept me? Are they gonna reject me? And you know, it's just it's just like one of those ongoing things that that travels with me to where you know it affects how I how I respond to situations, and you know, I have to constantly be conscious of it, and you know, feel like and find a way to feel like I'm I'm overcoming it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. With that fear of rejection, what's the trigger for it? Like, can you name a specific trigger? A specific trigger? Uh, I would say that it has to do with like, you know, energy and how I treat other people because mm -hmm. I'm just the type of person where I'm I'm really open. I accept other people and I treat, I, I, I genuinely treat other people the way that I want to be treated. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I if I get to a point where I feel like I'm not being treated the same way, then to me, it that that is rejection. So that that is probably the trigger is the point where I feel like I'm not receiving back what I'm giving out mm -hmm. to people. OK, Um, when it comes to the fear of rejection, how is it hindering you in your business and in your music? When it comes to fear of rejection, I feel like that it definitely hinders the business and the music just because it's it's always that that lingering thought of like how do you how do you avoid it? Like how mm. do you how do you avoid it? And the only way to really avoid it is to to please other people. And of course, we don't want to be people pleasers. So <laughs> hell yeah. Like so now that 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 brings up a whole nother thing. So is like it's like how do you really how do you really you know kill the whole fear of rejection that's that's one thing that i have that i i feel like i have not found a way to completely just get rid of and just completely be like i haven't found that 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 exact way where i i know that i'm overcoming that fear of rejection whenever it whenever it comes up Hey man, I got you. When um how much do you, do you think that you're leave you've left any money on the table or that you made any 
wrong moves because of the fear of rejection? Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, just just me, me being in, like, let's say, let's let's take it back to when I was in Atlanta and I was really starting to do my music. Um, I'm I'm sure that I didn't present my music to people because of the fear of rejection. It was like I I, I already felt like, well, people aren't, aren't they're not re receptive to my music in the first place. So it's like what's the point in me even going forward and releasing all of this stuff because they not even giving me the re the reaction that I want. Now I know that that was, that was that fear of rejection. It was always coming up like, okay, well, why should I even do this? And I re I started to realize that even when I, even when I created music and I put it in the compilation, I got ready to release it. Then that was the one thing that would just like come attack me into where I would never release the music. Mm. Because I'm always thinking, well, how is this person going to think about me? How is that person going to think about me? Mm -hmm. This person that already knows me is this way. How are they going to think about me if I'm, if they see me this way and all yeah. this type yeah. of stuff. So it's like, I was always, you know, not doing things because I'm fearing being rejected by this person or that person or somebody. Hey, oh man. Okay. Um, when you think about that fear of rejection, where do you feel it in your body? If you think about different times right now in the past where you felt that fear of rejection, where do you feel it in your body? Uh, I feel it in my heart. And mm. sometimes I feel it in my gut where it's like, kind of like your gut will just, just drop. And it's like the same thing with your heart. It's like you, your heart will just kind of like tense up, like, oh, it did, or your gut will just just drop, like, like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> well, maybe I don't belong here. Like that type mm -hmm. of stuff. Yeah, and you you see that internal conversation, maybe I don't belong here. Maybe exactly. this. Maybe, ah, yeah, see. That's how it starts. Like you you get that, you get that feeling, and then it's like, you know, it, it's like you know, how do you, how does your brain respond to that feeling? Yeah, a hundred percent. We're going to go ahead and uh, change that internal conversation that you're having. So with, <laughs> I got you, bro. So uh, with this uh, modality, all you got to do are three things to have a profound experience. Number one, you got to use your imagination. Mm -hmm. Number two, you got to follow directions, just like you follow a good recipe or a Google maps. Mm -hmm. And number three, you got to trust the process. Know that I'm your guide and I'm coming and I uh, know that I'm your guide and I'll be leading you through this process um, easily and effortlessly. And I come from a place of love and high vibration. And also every single, we want to get rid of as many triggers as possible. So you won't be triggered to have that negative conversation. Every single memory that you go to, and I'll explain, and you'll know in a second what I'm talking about, but every single memory that you go to is a trigger that you are getting rid of. It's a major breakthrough that you're having. So I want you to go to as many memories as possible and have as many breakthroughs as possible. All right, cool. Okay. Um, we're going to create your timeline. Now with your timeline, your past can be to your left, to your right, or behind you. Now, if you were to know, where's your past? Where's my past? To your left, to your right, or behind you? I say behind me. Where's your future? My future is in front of me. Perfect. Perfect. That's all. So let's go ahead and get into it. Is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release this fear of rejection today and for you to be aware of it consciously? 100%. What is the root cause of this problem? The first event, which when disconnected, that will cause this problem to disappear. If you were to know, when was the first time that you felt the fear of rejection between the ages of like birth and seven? How old were you? I would say, man, I would say I was probably in like preschool, like I, I was probably, well, I, I'd say I was in, okay, the first time where I really can remember feeling that fear of rejection it was pr probably in the fifth grade when i when i went to atlanta let's go back uh between birth and seven so when you were in the fifth grade you were about 10 years old let's go about three years pri uh, prior to that all right let's go back before that yeah when you're still in chicago when i was still in chicago i'm trying to i'm trying to think of an exact point because i know it was there 
Mm-hmm. Where was the where was the rejection? Man, this is this is a hard one right here. <laughs> do you rem- do you remember what kindergarten school you went to? Mm, I do not remember what kindergarten school I went to. Uh, do you remember where you lived when you were five years old? When I was five years old, I lived. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I lived with. I lived with my mom in the suburbs. That was when, um, that was that was that was when uh, my mom stayed in. I want to say Bolingbrook or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that so when I went to Atlanta, actually wasn't the first time I was I was around different cultures. It was actually when I it was actually at that age hmm. when I did spend a little bit when I did live with my mom and she lived in the suburbs. Okay. I do remember that <laughs> I, do, I do remember there was this girl there, this little white girl that I, I kind of had a crush on. And you know, she I knew she had a crush on me too. And when I when I asked her out, like and she said no, it was like <laughs> it was like, huh? <laughs> so it was like, but I already know that we have this connection. I already know that we like each other. Mm-hmm. And, but, basically when I asked her out it was like it was like no and it was it was so confusing to me because it was like well we basically already together (laughs) 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 so I was in a no so it it like it immediately created that that disconnect from where like my reality and Mm. my perceived reality like Mm. my reality and my perceived reality because it was like okay I perceived this situation as as one where you know basically this is this is my girlfriend, but when I asked her to be my girlfriend, she says no. <laughs> hey, man, that is a wonderful place to start right there. That is that sounds like the root cause. So we'll start there. All right. So with that, um, you can go ahead and close your eyes for this guided meditation. Keep them closed until I ask you to open them. Uh, relax and let me know when you're ready for the process to drop your baggage. All right, I'm ready. All right. Just imagine floating outside of your body and up above yourself, looking at yourself right here, right now from a third person point of view. See your bed behind you and the screen in front of you. See the stairs, your red jacket, your hat, your glasses. Let me know when you can see yourself from a third person point of view like a fly on the wall okay i can see my awesome now just imagine floating up above your timeline and float behind you into the past and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above that first event in which you felt rejected when you're just a little kid in that school with that girl and see yourself and her from a third person point of view let me know when you're there i'm there all right now listen closely as you see yourself hovering above that event like a like a fly on the wall just imagine sitting right there and now just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event the learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly your unconscious mind can't preserve the learning so that if you need them in the future they'll be there just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learning this is an exercise of forgiveness and acceptance forgiveness for yourself and others and acceptance of yourself and others who do you have to forgive what do you have to accept who do you have to accept be sure to see from that other little girl's perspective and communicate with that little girl. Have empathy and compassion for her and have empathy and compassion for yourself and focus your attention upon how you're a survivor. Hurt people hurt people. We're all doing the best that we can with the resources and consciousness that we have. We can't control anyone else's actions, but we can control our response. We can grow stronger and wiser and learn from other people's actions and mistakes. Other people's actions have nothing to do with you. It's only a reflection of their baggage and whatever they're going through at the time. And we're better people than we were when those events occurred. You're a better person than you were. 
when those events occur. What is something positive and empowering you can tell yourself as that little boy and that little girl and everyone else involved in the event with the consciousness that you have today that will allow the emotions to evaporate like water on the concrete on a hot summer day. And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. Just let me know when they're all gone. They're all gone. Awesome. Now with your eyes closed and you observing the event, tell me, what did you learn from the event? I learned that things aren't always what they seem. And I learned that people don't always say how they really feel. That's right. And what did you have to say to that little girl? I had to say to her that I, I forgive her and that I love her and that I still feel the love that she gave me until this day. That's awesome. What is something that you can take from that event into the future with you to make you a better person? To appreciate the love and to not focus so much on the words that people that are coming out of people's mouth. I can I can focus on the actions that they're showing toward me, the love that they're showing toward me and my appreciation toward it. Amen. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and flow behind you into the past and flow deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above the dinosaurs during the prehistoric age. Let me know when you're above the dinosaurs. I'm above the dinosaurs. Awesome. Now, as you're above the dinosaurs, just imagine floating deeper and deeper and deeper into space to where space in the atmosphere connects and imagine your timeline is the size of a fingernail let me know when you're there i'm there now just imagine floating there in space weightless and ask yourself now where are the emotions tell me are they there or have they disappeared now they've disappeared awesome now just imagine floating down inside the event sink to your own eyes as a little boy and check on the emotions tell me are they there or have they disappeared now they've disappeared awesome flow back above the dinosaurs and then float into space to where space in the atmosphere connects let me know when you're there i'm there all right. Listen very closely. Flow very, very high above your timeline, above each and every event in which you felt that fear of rejection, just like you did with that first event. And also just like you did with that first event. Preserve the learnings and let go of that fear of rejection all the way back to now. Go. Be sure to focus on as many events on your timeline as possible so you can release as many triggers as possible, have as many breakthroughs as possible. And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. Just let me know when they're all gone. They're all gone. Awesome. Flow down into your body and open your eyes when you're ready. Welcome back. <laughs> trip. That was a trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How you feel? I feel amazing. I feel amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. I feel like I feel full of love, like like I'm able to accept the love aspect of it and not, not focus on rejection, not focus on expecting anything. Mm-hmm. I feel like the rejection, it comes from expectation. Ooh, yes, 100%. Expecting a certain outcome or a certain answer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, that's huge right there. Let's test it out and then let's uh, get more into it. So can you remember a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion? And go back and notice if you can feel it or you may find that you cannot. I remember, yeah, I remember a time when I, when I used to feel that old rejection. Yeah. Now, can you still feel that old emotion? Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. You can't feel it in like your, your heart or your stomach anymore. Mm -mm. Mm. I want you to go out into the future to an unspecified time in the future. Now, if the same thing would have happened in the past, you would have felt that fear of rejection, but it's the future now. So see mm -hmm. if you can find that old emotion or you may find that you cannot. Okay. I can't find it. Congratulations. You just released the fear of rejection. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I just... <laughs> I just feel I just feel love like from from every direction like even as I view the old situations like I just feel the love that I wasn't letting myself feel in mm. those situations you know because I was focusing on a certain outcome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like so describe this describe this feeling of love. It's it's, it's just an amazing feeling that I feel when there is a person before me mm -hmm. they they're smiling they're enjoying my company I'm enjoying their company. 
and we're just we're just we're just basking in in the moment mm-hmm. amen and yeah so it's it's that feeling of just being with somebody that like you said that, that the energy of love like i appreciate this person this person appreciates me and you're just like sitting in it yeah very cool what were some of the biggest lessons that you learned to help you release these negative emotions this uh, fear of rejection is like like you said we like hurt people hurt people and we don't always communicate what hurt us to to people you know when we're put in situations we're we're not communicating you know our standpoint or our you know pers- our perspective of things when we are in certain situations so it's easy for the love to get lost in translation when you when you focus on other things other than just the love in that mm-hmm. situation yeah 100 percent. like you, you get caught up in your feeling mm-hmm. and the things from your past how you reacted to that little girl you know what i mean now gets carried on into something that happened 20 years later mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's crazy how that works how that one event that first event is is now like has the the residue that can like make you feel rejected and keep you back from your greatness mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy how just how how one moment could really shape our whole reality if we if we let it mm-hmm. so what's that internal conversation with yourself like now that internal conversation is just like it is it, it really just goes around appreciation for the moment mm. and so just knowing that i don't need people's words per se to to tell me how people feel because they show me if a person is is in front of me and they're showing me love and they're showing me appreciation i can just accept it as that yeah you know? I don't I don't need anything other than that. There's no there's no reason for me to to make my mind go into like, so what's next? So what's next? So if you so if you doing this for me, then or if you feel this way, then what's the result? You know, because at the end of the day, the result really should just be the love, you know, just, you know, basking in the moment and enjoying moments and just feeling really good. Just being happy. I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. What if. Like somebody just like, hey, I don't like your music. That's fine. And, and does it like show that love? Then it, it, it probably just wasn't for them. And and they're on their level in, in their journey because, you know, the same way that I could listen, I can listen to Nas today and I can hear like all of the things that I didn't hear way back in the day. And yeah. I can appreciate him so much more now yeah. for the artists that, that, he, that he was and that he evolved into today. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate all of that so much more now just because of my journey and like the the things that have uh, allowed me to shape my consciousness on my journey so mm, mm. so it really could just it, it really just didn't resonate with them or it's just not for them on their journey yeah amen amen oh wow did you have this type of mindset before i didn't i, I may have had like little pieces of it but yeah. i never i never pieced it out i never put it all together and had that perception of it Hmm. Wow. So throughout the the meditation, it was a a shift in in mindset right there to where now you're able to accept where not just where you are and your music in your music career, but also where they are within their journey. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Wow. Wow. What a shift. That's huge, bro. Yeah. It was a lot of, a lot of thoughts that was going through and I was just like, man, a lot of, a lot of things came up and I was just like, man, how, how I'm perceiving how I'm I'm letting my perception get the best of me and yeah. and reacting to my perception. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about how seeing things from a third person point of view or seeing things from outside of yourself really um, affected the way that you perceive things. It, it it affects it in a huge way because it allows you to really feel 
you know, the other person's perspective because mm. when when we're when we're right in front of somebody, we're really we're really still only focused on our perception of how things are going on. But if, when you take that third person view and you really just step out of the whole situation and you just view the whole situation, then you can actually see that other person's perspective and like see how they're how they're responding to you how you responded to them and just you know just appreciate it so much more like it's just heavy appreciation that comes from you even taking that perspective because it allows you to really just bask in that moment like all over again and really appreciate the things that you didn't appreciate in in the first place man it sounds like a lot of high vibrations with throughout that whole experience Definitely, definitely. I, that's why I was smiling. It was just, it was just so much love because, like, beforehand when I would go back to that situation, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I felt, I felt the rejection. I felt yeah. the rejection, you know. And I, I was, and through that rejection, I wasn't allowing myself to really feel that that authentic love that 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 she was showing me in in those moments because I remember all of those moments, but I wasn't allowing myself to really feel them because right. I was so focused on the rejection. Like, well. Mm-hmm. I was letting the rejection pretty much uh like over like overshadow all of the love yo back so and i just i just feel like heavy love i just think about it in in just like a super high vibration it's just, <laughs> and now now i wish i could go back to that situation like <laughs> you know in, in 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 my physical body and just like appreciate it again in that aspect yo over. yo like that's what this exercise definitely does it shows you like the, the things that you missed out on but also it can give you appreciation for the now and how you can react to things right here in the now that you don't have to react like you used to but like like uh shout out to dr joe dispenza he always talks about changing your personal reality of the past so you then can change your personality of how you react to things in the future yeah 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 so just think like you know that as far as the fear of rejection is concerned though like i said every single memory is a a trigger that you released so how many triggers did you release? how many memories did you go to i went to i went to a lot of memories but majority of them was like they they involve women because <laughs> that, for some reason that that's the rejection that that sticks out to me like throughout life is just mm-hmm. rejection from women mm-hmm. because I I realized that I was I was expecting so much in those situations and I was always looking at the situation and, and creating expectation out of it like okay well if this is if this is the way you treat me now then you know I would I would I would look at the way the person was treating me right then and then I would form an expectation mm-hmm. of how I wanted them to to treat me in 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 how I wanted that to evolve into something else and mm-hmm. that <laughs> I should not do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 kind of like the thing the the same it's kind of like the same aspect to where you can use the mindset that you have towards listeners to the the women as well. Like you know, with your energy and her energy, it might buy, and you guys are meant to connect with each other for however long on uh, the basis, but. Also, the energy could, you know, um, be for a temporary moment in your journey. And that's okay, too. I mean, I used to listen to 50 Cent and now I don't, you know, <laughs> you know, well, I'm trying to think if there was if, uh, of other moments. Yeah, there, there were definitely there were other moments that like other than women as well. So mm-hmm. like 30 of them, they revolved around like rejection from women just because that was where the points where I would I would 
instantly expect something. As soon as I felt something, I would expect something. <laughs> yeah. How do you see yourself operating differently now um, with without this this fear of rejection or with this new mindset, this, sh- this shift in your mindset? I see myself just having having better relationships with people in general just because it's, it's more it's more of a you know a back and forth of energy rather than okay like uh, like getting to a point where I'm I'm just blocking it and seeing like okay well so what's next then you know it, I'm I'm seeing it pretty much just like a a, a back and forth like a, like a ping pong like you playing ping pong back and forth mm-hmm. and it's just it's just love and appreciation going back and forth between between people like that's that's what I'm picturing in in the relationships where. I'm not I'm not expecting anything from it, you know, and you know, if and they're not expecting anything from it, we're just basking in the moment and you know, whatever, whatever comes from that moment comes from that moment. Whatever yeah. feels come from it come from it. It's yeah. is it, but it's all positive. It's Amen. All positive. Amen. Congratulations, bro. You are officially a baggage dropper. <laughs> thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for showing me, you know, how to drop it because. That that was one of those things that I, I battled with, and I I didn't feel like I had a full grasp over how to release it, and that 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 definitely just helped me find a way to really release it. Cause like I like like we spoke about earlier, I was still de- I was still dealing with this mm-hmm. up until you know last week when we when we spoke. So it was like you know even the day before we had spoken, it was like yeah that was still evident that this was going on. So now. I know exactly how I can release that whenever I come to that situation. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And, and um, what my hope is, is that you release all the triggers so you won't run up upon that situation anymore. They'll just go automatically to that new mindset mindset. Exactly. Yeah. Just, 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 just enjoy the moment. Just be basking it and, you know, just learn whatever lessons that, that are needed to be learned in that situation. Just appreciate it. Really just appreciation. Just, man, I, I have so much appreciation for all of those moments now. And now it's like, I just wish that I could go back and appreciate them even more. (laughs) (laughs) And now I can take that, I can take those lessons and I can move forward and I can appreciate the relationships I build in the future even more. Amen. Hey, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Good job, bro. Good job. Way to show up for your divine appointment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was was a little bit of pressure, but (laughs) pressure makes diamonds. Hey, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Hey, were you thinking in the back of your mind? Like, I hope I do this right. I hope I do this right. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, what what if I'm not able to visualize myself? But it was like, it was like, as soon as I said that I can visualize myself, then it Mm -hmm. instantly happened. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, and and you know, uh, like I've, I've had over three hundred clients now. So like the the operations part of the whole thing, the whole process, I got it down to a way to where um, I, I I help people just do it so easily. You know what I mean? Because it, it's that the original way is not like that at all. You know, what I mean? it's not like the, a lot of those words aren't said. So um. I'm glad that it worked out to where you could do it easily. And you gave your, per- and also congratulations to you because you gave yourself permission to, to allow the process to be the process. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate much appreciation. Hell yeah. So two things I need from you, bro. Number one, I need a word of wisdom. The last, the last bit of word of wisdom from you, please. Man, the word of wisdom, the word of wisdom, the word of wisdom, man. I always, 
I always have to bring it back to God and just just let everybody know that God is the way, God is the truth, God is the light, God is the the key to everything in in life. So if we just find a way to communicate what we want, the way we view our life and in, in positivity to the Creator, then it will be it, the the map will be guided to us. We will be like the the Lord will take it will guide your steps and guide you to everything that is that is truly meant for you and that truly makes you happy. And you just have to be receptive to it and just, you know, learn the lessons along the way. Just start enjoying the process and just connect more with the Lord, connect Amen. more with God and <laughs> everything that you want will be given to you. Amen. Amen. And second of all, where can people like reach out to you or listen to your music? All right. Well, you can listen to my music. Uh, if you if you if anybody is on the bars app, then they can they can communicate with me on there because I'm heavily on the bars app now. That's like that's my social network of 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 choice now, just because it embodies the whole music and uh, video aspect. Mm-hmm. So they can reach out to me on there. Uh, then my name is Q the Divine, so Q T H E Divine D I V I N E. So Q the Divine. That's what I'm changing pretty much all of my social network handles to. So you can reach me on Q the Divine on Instagram as well as on Facebook. I mean, as well as on um, on the Bars app and on Facebook. Then you can reach me just by my name by uh, by Quentin Towns until gotcha. I set up the Q the Divine page. So mm-hmm. Quentin Q U I N T O N Towns T O W N E S. Correct. Yeah. And for the, and for the music, uh, I also have music on all platforms under my what's my former name which is Q-Town I then they can find my my older music so if they want to get they want to hear my my new music then they can get 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 up with me on the bars app if they want to hear like my uh my other music that's on all platforms under my name Q-Town it is Q hyphen T-O-W-N-E and that's on all platforms so you can check out No Games you can check out King and those those are my singles. I know what I'm going to be listening to tonight. <laughs> hey, Q, thank you so much, so much for coming onto the show and showing up for your divine appointment, bro. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Hey. Thank you. Hell yeah. It's a pleasure. <laughs> and thank you all so much for your attention and your support. You know, you know, you know, if you listen to this, that I love each and every one of you guys so much. And um, right here on the Drop Your Baggage podcast, where we talk to people that are dope, that can bring you hope and show you a technique that can help you cope. I am your host, the self-talk engineer, Charles Woolfork, and my special guest, my special guest today, Quentin Towns, or Q to Divine. And uh, please consider hitting the like and subscribe button if you're on YouTube, Facebook, or a, a podcast platform. And if you're on podcasts, give a brother five stars and some feedback as well. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourself and take care of one another. Peace. Peace.